0: Well, hello, traders and investors. Today is the last day of the month. It is August 31st. It is a Monday. I I have no clue where the summer has gone, but let's get into it right now. I've got a lot of stuff to talk to you about. It's a fresh new week. Let's talk about the news that's setting up, and then I'll talk about global economy. Then I'll talk about U.S. economy, and then I'll go into the stocks. Remember, we do everything from the global perspective narrower 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 and narrower so this week is going to be a big week for manufacturing and construction why well we have the pmi manufacturers final we have the ism manufacturing index we have construction spending we've got a factory orders, goods and services trade aside for, and productivity and cost to and employment situation but the biggest reports of the week, in my opinion, is going to be the ISM manufacturing index, jobless claims, and employment situation. Now, let's get into the, and again, I'm looking at the moving average on the jobless claims. The moving average, anything below a million would be, has they haven't updated it yet. They usually update it second half of Monday. I'll get into that. Too. I'll get the, through the expectations, but the four-week moving average is right around the 1.17 million anything below 1 million and will be below the 4 week moving average. As long as the 4 week moving average is moving down, that means unemployment numbers are looking better and better. So, let's start with the global economy. Wall Street turned in its fifth straight weekly gains and China manufacturing grew held steady. Growth held steady. Excuse me. US US stocks benefited from the Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell who can't keep anything close to his vest announced Strategy change that could keep interest rates low. The change dubbed average inflation targeting. They're getting really creative, folks. Could hold rates down even if inflation hits the Fed's 2% target. And that was a big, big plus last week. After the market heard that, it it got fairly bullish fairly fast. Because everyone was anticipating that the Fed would have no need to put more money into the market once it's reached its 2% target. Because that's where we were in growth. Our GDP was above 2%. But now they're saying they're going to keep, keep this average inflation targeting at 2%. They're getting very, very creative. Now, I'm going to tell you guys something I shouldn't be saying. All this creativity, it's going to bite us in the ass. It's going to bite America so much in the ass. But we're nowhere near there. Because our deficit keeps getting bigger at the expense of these factors that keep propping the stock market higher. But... It's a, it's a new world out there, folks. It's a world of momentum. But again, gold markets are getting steady. VIX is staying above 20. Um, the bottom line is there's a lot of work. There's a lot of momentum is overbought. Uh, the 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 percentage of stocks above the moving average. There's a lot of factors that are pointing to a upcoming sell-off. We don't know how big it's going to be, but there is going to be a minor correction in in stocks. It's almost has to happen because the momentum levels are just overbought. Japanese markets were lifted by gains for five major trading companies after an investor, Warren Buffett, announced that it bought stakes of just five percent of those companies. Global stock markets recovered most of this year's loss despite rise in COVID infections and the numbers in the United States, Brazil, and some other countries. It really is amazing. I gotta I get I gotta give our uh I gotta give Trump some props. He really is putting Uh, he's putting the heat under the butt of the feds. He's heating them up, and he's making them focus on the stock market. And again, it's really good right now. But over the long term, it's going to bite us in the butt. S&P 500 index, record highs propelled by big gains for technology investors. And if we were to look at the most strongest stocks, we got L Brands. Remember I told you retail's making a comeback? Remember what I told you guys about UPS and FedEx? Nothing changed. This was about three weeks ago. Nothing changed. Salesforce is still up there. ABMD is up there. PayPal is up D. FCX is up there. That's that's a big one right now. And again, you got basic materials, basic materials, and you have power companies and you have transport companies, you have companies that basic materials, productivity, you have companies that are not reliant on the technology sector very much. That's key. ROL, Power, Uh, let's see here, where was the other one, D-E, R-O-L, and Power, those three, those are not tech companies, matter of fact, if you look here, and I showed you this last week, I showed you that basic materials and industrial are now, and, and I want you guys to understand, technology and consumer discretionary, they're always together, but so is material and industrial. They kind of go together, but these are very defensive sectors and we're starting to see upside in those sectors on the S and P as you will soon see, I think I just rhymed. Uh, so here you got power industrial, you've got deer industrial. These are industrial stocks and they're moving higher and higher. And again, as I mentioned before, we now have a lot of stocks. This is a shorter term time frame. Let me go to the major one. This is the longer term. Didn't mean to confuse you. But again, as long as shippers stay in the upper place like FedEx and UPS, we're going to see higher, higher, and higher retail sale numbers because we are buying things online and they're being shipped to us using FedEx and UPS. Where are people buying from? They're buying it from Gap, L Brands. Uh, let's see, where else they're buying it from? You could see, this tells you the whole story. Best Buy is hot right now. Fortune Brands, Home Security, Haynes Brand, Target. These are hot right now. But notice how broadly we are moving right now. This is fairly, fairly broad compared to how we were two months ago. Even a month ago, we were more focused on tech. It's becoming broader and broader, which is really, really good. But I wanna show you guys something different today. I wanna show you, instead of all the hot stocks moving higher, i want to show you stocks making 90 day lows this is very important because look markets are at new highs but you got to pay attention to stocks making 90 day lows because stocks that are making 90 day lows when markets are making all-time highs usually tend to go down the fastest when market pulls back and have the most vulnerability so we got guild gilead science it's breaking down look at this thing look at this chart this thing is breaking down this thing is near six-month lows. It's actually below three month These are 90-day lows we're looking at, but it's at near a six-month low. We're way into the three-month low. This is closer to a six-month low. GSK, uh, it's more, it's more moving sideways. I would be cautious with this one because it's near all-time highs. But again, if it keeps breaking down, not good. Exact exact science. Exact science, excuse me. Breaking down, making 90-day low. Notice these are pharmaceutical biotech companies pharma bo- medical companies for the most part and look we got the ultra short qqq we got the short pro shares i would ignore all of these uh bear bear or short ones because if the stock market's making you highs then the inverse indexes are obviously going to be making 90 day lows so there's really nothing for us to see here so you got this one, avoid this. This is completely, it's just part of 90-day lows because indexes are making 90-day highs. So if you take away this one, the QQQ, if you take away the Dow, if you take away the semiconductor, if you take away the spider, you're left with medical, medical, medical biotech, CalMain Foods. I don't even know what this CalMain Foods is. It looks like it could be a pet pet shop, pet company. But again, it's breaking down. It's making 90-day lows. This is a six-month chart. Not pretty. Breaking down. So you got healthcare, healthcare, biotech, insurance, EverQuote. EverQuote is not looking pretty. I would be shorting EverQuote right now. So I I am not hot on EverQuote. Arvinus Operations. Let's see what kind of stocks these are. ARVN. Let's see. ARVN. But again, I wanted to ooh, strong sell. Look at that; someone's agreeing with me. Let's see what kind of stock is this. Biomed. Look at that, medical. What a what a coincidence. So again, that's medical. Calm. Let's look at Calm. I bet it sounds like a pet pet food, right? Oh no, it's uh life. Oh livestock. Okay, well production, packaging, fresh eggs, health. And eh, it's not looking really good right now. Cal let's look at the chart and you can see the temper tip uh, the ticker symbol right here calm not looking really good but i would wait for it to break the 200 day line like arvn let's look at arvn again arvn arvn looks ready to go yeah see below we want to see this cross and it's low i mean this thing has nothing nothing holding it up right now ever ever sounds like an insurance company Oh, yeah. See? Below the 200-day line. Let's see. Insurance shoppers. Yeah, EverQuote is not looking pretty. So I'm pretty bearish on this EverQuote, and I'm pretty bearish excess science. Let's see here. Oh, yeah. Definitely below the 200-day line. Biomed. Folks, bio a lot of these biotechs are breaking down. I mean, look at this. You got one, two, three, four. This is insurance, and this is agricultural. So you've got one biotech, one medical, one medical, one medical, two medical, another medical, three medical, four medical, four medical stocks making ninety-day low, a egg manufacturer or egg production and a quote company. Again, those are 90 day breakdowns right now. And again, I would be very, very cautious about these stocks. I would either avoid them or sell them short. And again, there is some, if you look at, if you look at the, let me show you something here. If you look at the major indices, and again, I just want to kind of give you guys a good morning outlook of what I'm looking at here. If you look at the major sectors. Healthcare is now one, two, three, four, five, six. And if you look at it on a one month basis, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. XLV, let's take a look at XLV. Remember, a lot of the companies are not working on research for COVID. Those are not doing well. So healthcare is still doing really, really well. Other sectors are outperforming it, as you could see here, like tech, consumer discretionary, industrial, financial, consumer staples, basic materials. But healthcare is still positive over a month. But if you look at these stocks, if you look at these 90-day breakdowns, so when you see a sector making all-time highs and you see stocks in that sector making breakdowns, breaking down, what do you think is going to happen to these stocks when the index starts cooling off a little bit or has a little pullback? These stocks are gonna go further down. The strong get stronger or maintain their relative strength, and the weakest stocks start going down. So, Gilead Science, GlaxoSmithKline, Exact Science, Arvin, mm-mm, no. And then again, you have this Cal Mind Foods and EverQuote. They're not here nor there. I w- I would kind of wait and see what happens with Calm, but EverQuote, this thing is bearish. And again think about something right now folks the markets are overbought they are overbought put to call ratio let me show you the put to call ratio oops wrong wrong site we're looking at like three different sites right now to get our to get our info <laughs> actually probably like six or seven sites look at the put to call ratio the highs are getting lower we already reached 62 look at the momentum levels folks i'm just i'm just pointing this out to you because momentum levels look at this percentage of stocks trading above the 50 day moving average in the S&P 80th percentile look at this let me just move this we, we went all the way up. We went a little bit down to 66 and now we're at 80 again. Folks, it just doesn't stay around here. This is a monthly chart of 20-year momentum levels. When X amount of stocks move above the 50-day moving average, we cool off. And if you look at the 200-day line, it looks like it may be cooling off already. It's Starting to come up, but I don't think it's gonna go up too much. I don't think it's gonna go to the 80th percentile before coming back. If you look at this, it's still bouncing back from the lows that we saw post COVID-19. So the market is bouncing, 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 but it's running out of momentum. Put the call ratio, momentum levels, they're all telling us the markets are overbought. And most importantly, if you look at the chart, you will see here, as I always show you guys, higher, We went, I don't have the the RSI here. Oh, no, I don't have the RSI. RSI, highs are moving lower. Same thing here. RSI moving lower. We're due for a cool off. Again, be cautious out there and pay attention to these stocks. Guild, JSK, EXAS, and ARVN. I would say those are definitely the four stocks that are on my chopping block right now. Have a great week. Bye. Thanks for listening today. Make sure to subscribe to the Market Talk podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or whatever platform you're listening from today so you don't miss any important news regarding your money and your investments. Have a great rest of your day. My name is Roger Scott, and happy trading.